Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 171. I'm your host, Kamran Chushtar, and with me is... James Selig. Yo, it is officially our first of two fully spooky-themed episodes. And we got some spooky stuff to talk about. And uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. How are you doing this week, though, man? I'm doing pretty good. I, well, as good as I can be, I guess. Like I mentioned last week, that is just for scheduling reasons. This week was this last week was going to be super busy for me. And other than getting to work from home on Wednesday, which was kind of nice, because I at least I don't have to like wake up early and drive like an hour through traffic early in the morning. But like Thursday and Friday were crazy busy for me. To like Thursday was like a ten hour day for me in the lab. And I like didn't get to eat for most of the day. So by the end of that day, I was just like exhausted. And then like Friday wasn't as bad, but it I still like had to go most of the day without eating until like pretty much when I got to go home. Oof. Uh, so and that's mostly just like me wanting to just get my shit done first because I'm like, well, I might as well just like I got like an hour left of shit to do. I don't want to like take a break and then like come back and then I'd rather just like finish and just yeah. go um so i was just like wiped out by friday so i'm actually surprised i didn't fall asleep through black <laughs> when i went to go see it with you at like 10 o'clock ironically enough the guy to my left was dead asleep watching yeah, yeah. i like we'll get to it eventually for uh uh the cut, uh, cut of steel but like i was not i didn't hate it but it wasn't great yeah yeah and it's like one of those things where the more i think about it i keep finding things that like bother me more so it's, it's not holding up ironically no, people on some people on twitter are just like this is great i'm like yeah fuck are you guys on but yeah, yeah I, I, they they've been doing the thing where on their ads are like here's what people are saying and it's like random oh, people on bullshit. Twitter yeah saying like it's the best superhero movie in years i'm like what are you fucking talking about did you not see batman earlier in this year the rock says this is like 80 percent uh critic or uh, user reviews on a uh, rotten tomato and i'm just like is yeah, it? it's pretty high but i'm it... like but is it actually 80 percent? i haven't looked but i'm just like who the fuck been, who's who's been writing that positively about this movie yeah um, but anyway, other than yeah. the like super busy end of the week for me uh i did finally set up my psvr that a friend of mine gave to me like years ago because i was like you know what it's spooky season i should play some uh, spooky games i played scorn last week and this week, um, I started playing Resident Evil 7 for the first time. Like, I watched Daniel play most of it, so, like, I know a lot of what happens. But, like, it is an interesting experience playing it in v- uh, VR. And it's one of those things where it's cool, but it's just making me more excited for when PSVR 2 comes out. Because mm-hmm. all of my issues I'm having with the current headset, which are, like, minor gripes that it's not really killing the experience for me, but I'm just like, it, this could be better literally all the things are addressed for the psvr2 so it's like too many cables to set up like if i didn't have the instruction booklet i mean i could just look up a video i guess but it, it is not like self-explanatory like you definitely need instructions and uh it's just like the headset's not super high resolution so things at a distance from you start to look really blurry and i don't know if it's just because they're like running the game at a lower resolution because the ps4 would have had trouble like rendering a game twice to do vr or if it's just like that's just what the headset can do uh and then just like having better controllers and stuff and so 
I am enjoying playing Resident Evil 7 in VR. And I'll talk about it later when like you and I both finish it, maybe in like a couple weeks. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's been cool being super busy at work and then also coming home and scaring the shit out of myself in VR. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I've been um, organizing. You could see actually on my bed some bags and boards and some comics. Briefly yeah, you, you showed me like a couple of huge stacks of comics like five, last week. Five stacks. Yeah. Um, right now they're actually covering my floor. Not as much anymore. Uh, I pretty much had to spread everything out. I was organizing by like title and everything else, but uh, I made like that scene from Suicide Squad with the Joker. Just exactly. All the knives. <laughs> uh, but I, I've, I had like two small stacks of books I was getting rid of from these five, and then um, the rest I'm just bagging and boarding and taking downstairs gradually. And it's almost done. I've I should hopefully be done tonight by the end of the night. Uh, right now, for uh, those wondering when I say that, it's like. 5 30 right now so there's there's some time and uh i do plan on this week though once i take everything downstairs i then have to go through all my boxes and see if i want to get anything like get rid of anything from those too uh so it's gonna be even more organizing and i got like eight boxes or something and then after that i'm gonna reorganize all my boxes because i just have everything by like the time i bought them all but I'm going to reorganize it into style of like, oh, this box is from this writer. So this box is only Scott Snyder stuff. That way it's just a lot more organized. And I go to like a con or something. I'm not like going through every single fucking box trying to find like what I was looking for. I'm just like, oh, Scott Snyder's coming. Well, I have a box dedicated to him. Now I can just go in this box and get everything I want from him to be signed and stuff. Uh, so it's going to be a good time going through all that. But Yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah, this is Sutra Side Talk. We talk what we watch and play, as well as select news here and there whenever uh, it feels necessary for us to talk about it. Uh, this week, we do have two pieces uh, that we're going to kind of break uh, about into like seven parts, but it's uh, the Silent Hill and Resident Evil showcases that occurred earlier this week. Uh, it should hopefully take no more than 15 minutes. We're going to have everything on a timer. Uh, after that, we are talking... Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, Halloween Ends, Haunting of Bly Manor, and Midnight Mass. Uh, I can't, if we have time, maybe a little bit more, we'll see. Otherwise, uh, for sure, that's what we're trying to hit off today. I'm actually probably most excited to hear what you think about Halloween Ends, because you really liked the first movie in this, like, reboot trilogy, or, it's not even a reboot, it's just, like, coming back to this it's like series? a revival trilogy revival that, yeah. there you go and you did not like the last one and you were immediately were like i i hate this new one yeah it's gonna <laughs> yes uh, it's gonna be a fun discussion for sure um but yeah don't watch that in theaters guys just don't do it don't fucking do it and if you don't have peacock then you're not missing anything if you have peacock and you hate yourself go watch it but anyway <laughs> Uh, let's get right into the news. Uh, have a three-minute timer per, I guess, individual topic, uh, starting with Silent Hill 2 Remake, uh, which they announced, and it's being done by Bloober Team. Is it? I think it's Bloober Team. Yeah, it's, it's Bloober Team. Yeah. Uh, most notable for, like, their most recent game was The Medium, which everyone was super excited for because it looked like a Silent Hill game, and then it came out, and it was just kind of like, okay from what i've heard is like there was mixed reviews but we'll see about this new one i like resident evil or sorry silent hill 2 is one of the best of the series just because like the story was so interesting and like 
I like at least if the visuals can hold up to the trailer, it looks amazing, and I'm very excited for it. And this was pretty much uh, they they skipped over one. They're just starting with this. Um, yeah, the first like one Resident was Evil. Just they like, did the okay. same thing uh, with Resident yeah. Evil Two, but um, isn't this the one that I forget what his name is? He is currently running Bokeh Games Studio, making sp- uh, s- what is it? Split Spitterhead. Spinnerhead, I can't remember. Oh. Slitterhead. Slitterhead. Slitterhead, yeah. Uh, but he also worked on Siren name. and Gravity Rush. Um, yeah. I keep forgetting his name, but um, he's a really, really big guy. But he he did Silent Hill too, right? That's his game. I think you're right. That sounds that sounds familiar. Okay. Just making sure. Because if that's the case, I, I, I'll i put it this way. I've never played a Silent Hill game, so Silent Hill 2 Remake will be my first one. Uh, I will be doing it. Um, it's a cool series. I mean, it's one of the most atmospheric like survival horror series i've ever played like i i really like the resident evil games but it's just they've never had a location in my opinion as iconic as silent hill there's just something so creepy about wandering through this like incredibly dense fog and just like hearing monsters around you and you're not sure if it's just like a sound effect or if there's like actually something hidden out there and it's just like it's always such a demented like theme where like all the monsters are usually representative of like some sort of internal torment that your character is going through and stuff. And so there's a lot of symbolism in stuff like that in these games. So it's like deeper than just scary zombie monsters. Okay. And then the next game, uh, silent Hill townfall and make sure to reset the clock for that. Yeah. One. Yeah. I got it. Cool. And this one's being done by uh, who did you said it was? It was uh, Annapurna Studios and No Code Games. And I No Code sounds familiar, but it's like I've heard their name recently, but I can't remember off the top of my head what they're known for. But Annapurna, though, I usually like most of what they do, either whether it be their movie division or their games. They usually make more like thought provoking things. Like, I don't want to say necessarily art house, although it is like, at least for their movies, that's kind of one of the, one of their things. Uh, so I like, I, I watched the developers talk about it afterward, after they did the little trailer, but they, there wasn't a whole lot of information on like what kind of game it's going to be, but at least based off of Annapurna being involved, I am interested to see it for just like the writing perspective, not perspective, the, just like the writing side of it. Like, yeah. I am expecting it to be at least interesting. But we'll see. At this point, just because I haven't touched any Silent Hill games, I'm down for any of this. Plus, if it's Annapurna, I also agree. I'm like already like, okay, you got my attention. And just yeah. showing that recorder there, for some reason, I was just like, as a sound person, I'm like, I'm excited about this for some reason. And it's just drawing me in. Yeah, it was interesting because like the they ended the show saying, not the show, but the that segment with one of the developers, I think the guy from No Code saying... You know, we don't have much to show you now, but you might want to go back to the trailer and look for things you might have missed. Mm. So there might be some hidden things in there that actually hints to like either the plot or just like some aspects of the game. Like the radio you mentioned, like the screen kept shifting to like different things. And at one point it looked like there was a a part of a map on it. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It definitely feels like there could be some secrets in there. And yeah, like, like I mentioned for the Silent Hill 2 remake thing, there's a lot of like cryptic shit in there and like a lot of imagery that's like it's there's a lot of stuff hidden all over the place generally 
Yeah. And I, as someone who hasn't played Silent Hill, I'm like, will I understand if I go back and look at everything, will I notice the details or not? Um, but uh, you might. I will just say really fast, this is, I think, the third time in very recent uh, news that we've gotten like a, a game from the franchise that's going to be kind of a different format. Uh, just yeah. like uh, Assassin's Creed Hexe oh. being one. <laughs> Wait till we get to Silent Hill Ascension. That one was weird. Yeah. But uh, Assassin's Creed Hexe being one, and then yeah. uh, The Witcher being done by those other studios as well. Uh, this joins them now in that, so it should be interesting for sure. Otherwise, uh, next thing was not a game, but a movie. Return to yeah. Silent Hill. I'm super excited for this because I actually really liked the first movie. I wanted to ask because, like, like I said, uh, I I watched the movie, but I never played anything, so I was like, I don't know if this is good or not because I didn't, I can't like compare yeah. it to anything. And I was if younger, you play, so I had no opinion. If you play a single Silent Hill game, at least one of the good ones, and you watch that movie, like the director is absolutely right. He made it feel like one of the games, which is why like a lot of people that haven't played the games were like, this is a weird movie. I don't get it. But if you were a fan of Silent Hill, you're like, holy shit, they literally made a movie out of one of the games. Like, so would you exactly say exactly right before Arcane? Then this was probably the most game accurate movie. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's just shit. Not a, okay. It's just not a great movie on its own. But oh. as like a, a fan of the series, you're just like, shit they got the tone right they got the imagery right like even the the melancholy end where the main character doesn't really get away is like very like one of the endings of silent hill and that's another thing the silent hill games generally have like multiple endings per game and none of them are ever usually happy it's just like some are less bad than others do you want depressed or less depressed exactly um, so did they not make it they made a sequel they made a, a it was like a direct dvd right or something i don't remember i just remember it not being nearly as good and i don't i don't think it was exactly related although i think sean sean bean was in it and he was in the first one i think it's supposed to be like the mom and daughter get the little daughter disappear in the first one and then the other daughter yeah. has to rescue sean Bean, her dad in the second one or something Honestly, I don't I, think I, I don't ever know. saw that one. I never watched so it either. I I, for, this is me somehow retaining the memory of a trailer from years ago. I don't know how, but I did. Yeah. Uh, but this new one, it seems like retcons that. And it's yeah, just it's taking a direct place after the first, the first one. one. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so that, that should be interesting for sure. Um, yeah. I feel like what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch, I'm going to play Silent Hill 2 Remake. I'm going to rewatch this movie. And then I guess, because I'm not sure what's coming first. Uh, I mean, I, I figured remake's going to come first, but then is it going to be Townfall? Is it going to be Return to the Silent Hill? Will it be what we're going to talk about right after this? Um, yeah. But I guess we'll see. It's a good question. Uh, then <laughs> we got something interesting. Uh, Silent Hill Ascension, which... Um, I was very confused by this. I'm like, it is it like that new Walking Dead game? I forget what it's called. That's been like very community oriented. I don't really know. Yeah, they mentioned something about like the fans getting to decide the fate of the characters in the story and it's like a communal experience and there like are no redos or whatever so so i guess you're not it... the one playing it you're like kind of uh it almost sounds like it's um i don't know i guess it's like what what is it twitch plays pokemon or something that's one of the things I was wondering because they they showed what looked like a Twitch chat going on of like oh oh no can we save her we gotta help her now and like it it makes me wonder is it gonna be like um, there are some games on Twitch where you can 
somehow if you link your Twitch account and you start streaming, you can have your audience like decide certain things for the game. Not too many games do that, but it'd be interesting. Yeah. For whatever reason, the impression I got was that this is going to be like a show that fans vote on like what happens, but that'd be really hard to do. So yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't really know. And it's like, oh, you could sign up. And I'm like, nah, that's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll wait till you guys actually come out with it and I'll see if it's even worth and yeah, it's looking like they, into more info on, if anything. They really didn't have much to show. And what they said was just like, it's a community, community-based community story thing. And I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work. That's going to yeah. be I don't even I don't really even watch Twitch streamers like it's going to be it's a very rare yeah. occurrence. So I don't even know if I'd want to the do same. this. Either. Like if I'm not in the mood for anything in specific, like I might put on a stream just so it, I'm just like uh, it's background noise. Yeah, that's about it at this point. Otherwise, uh, the final thing we had on here for Silent Hill was Silent Hill F, which I think was this looks interesting. Potentially the biggest thing besides the remake. Uh, yeah. In terms of. Uh, sheer interest it's like 1960s japan and that's really all we know uh for the most part yeah the with some super creepy like trypophobia horror imagery like that Aren't was the gross flowers shit. pretty yeah especially how they like come out of people's armholes uh yeah beautiful therefore horrifying uh yeah. but it's it's being written by uh ryukishi uh seven or uh, ryukishi uh zero seven uh, the acclaimed Japanese visual novel writer behind Higurashi and Umineko series, which I've never, I don't really yeah. know anything about them, but for the, the people, to me. the people at least that I've seen in comments and other things that have, that know of his stuff are saying this is a really, really big deal and that everyone's in for a treat. And yeah, uh, if that I mean, honestly, that I, I believe it. If people are saying that, like, I, I don't think they'd go out of their way not to like to, to say like, all this and if they didn't mean it like that so uh, it's interesting that it's like it's a silent hill game that's not set in literally silent hill but the idea of a a silent hill-esque horror game set in japan with japanese horror elements sounds like a perfect combination to me yes like i'm all in on this i'm very excited it actually reminds me i still have to play um what was it tokyo ghost right yeah so, yeah i still have to play that eventually i still have to play death loop actually too but yeah i'm pumped for this I got game so close to finishing that i gotta get back to that <laughs> i'm excited for this game but yeah we'll wait and see what happens with it i'm very curious now i think townfall will come out first before f just out of a guess but who yeah. can tell honestly i don't um, know if i'd have to guess you're probably right just because i got the sense that townfall was like a smaller experience and probably easier to put together than like a full-on like triple a horror experience but we'll see yeah um i guess using up just the last of this time really fast uh konami's back they're back and they're yes. doing a full-on <laughs> like focused insane silent hill thing where they're like yo we're not even like a lot of this isn't even in-house we're getting all these other people to work with it uh, they have four games and a movie coming, and that's a lot. And and a bunch of merch. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, like, does this mean, I would assume the next thing they would bring back, if they do bring it back, uh, or I guess how long it'll be till they do it, would be Castlevania. Um, but who knows? Yeah. And then I don't really know about the other thing being Middle Gear Solid, but... Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's... like a whole, like... 
Hard to say. That's like a Sony being like, hey, just let us, just give us the fucking Metal Gear Solid shit. Yeah, that's like the only thing I can think of is if Sony literally just gave them a buttload of money to buy the IP for that and just was like, yo, Kojima, make us a new one, please. Or just mediate it. One of the two. Um, Yeah. But who knows? Who? Hell, maybe Blue Point is making, uh, they're either doing like probably Bloodborne or Metal Gear Solid, which I'm like, you know, I know, I know everyone wants fucking Bloodborne remake, Metal Gear Solid takes priority any day of the week sorry guys that's i i would rather them do ps1 games than ps4 games or ps3 games uh but that's just me personally if they're no, gonna be doing fair. remakes uh, it's just it is unfortunate that there's like they don't even need to do much to bloodborne they just like give it a 60 fps yeah. update please. but Miller salt that's it it's all, like that that is probably the biggest thing on the list of anything they could be remaking but okay uh next up we had the resident evil showcase which just talking about two things really fast the first being uh the resident evil village dlc the winter thing where it looks like you're yeah. playing as ethan's daughter and he's dead mm-hmm. and i'm like cool it's been spoiled for me <laughs> yeah i was like shit i haven't played eight yet i yeah. just started playing seven. i haven't even played seven yet. <laughs> oh my god yeah uh i don't really Didn't have anything you play the it? biggest game of the last year <laughs> no oh mommy game no i didn't play mommy game <laughs> Uh, I cracked up though. The whole fucking internet went insane. It's like we want big woman, and it's Dude, like the funniest thing is she's not even like a majority of the game. She's like the first level. I assume in the end too, though, right? No, you kill her like real, real fast. Supposedly, not real fast, but like, like it's one of those things where there's like a bunch of different levels throughout the game, and she's like basically the boss of the first level, and that's it. And then you move on to other characters. That would be insane if that's actually a thing. Um, no, that's literally how that works. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm playing it. I don't, I'm fucking, yeah. I don't know. I mean, granted, neither have I. So maybe I'm like, uh, like off on that. Like, yeah, I know you do kill her because she's one of the bosses, but she's she's like not the main character or main villain of the game by far. Uh, but that said, uh, I will. I mean, I'm I don't know when I'm going to get to this. Like, I'm going to be playing Resident Evil 7 this week. Hopefully beat it this week so I can talk about it. But I, uh, I just know that I guess I'll see whether or not I'm playing eight. I mean, it sounds like this DLC is out now, but, uh, uh or it's out the 28th. Soon. It's yeah. out in like five days, but I, I don't know if, uh, I'll play eight or two first, I guess just to continue this current storyline, I'll do eight and then just go back to like two or three. But it also, yeah. I mean, if everything's on sale, I'll go for whatever's on sale. If I'm going to be completely honest. That's fair. Uh, yeah, like Daniel just started playing Resident Evil 8 and he's been really, really liking it. So clearly the hype when it came out was not like wrong or off. I don't know. but I watched like, a bit of it. Uh, my friend Reagan, she was actually, there's like the one very few times I actually watched a Twitch stream. She uh, was streaming it uh, on Twitch and I watched a little bit of that and I was just like, oh shit. Um, but it looked good. Yeah. yeah. So Daniel actually wants to get the DLC for it because he's just like, damn, I'm actually really liking the main game. And uh, so maybe I'll also want to get that just because it looks like it's more well thought out than just like a little add on. It's like literally a whole other campaign with his daughter and stuff and with Ethan's daughter. And uh, yeah, I also really like that they added like a full third person mode to this game. Like they didn't have to do that. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, why not? Uh, otherwise the other thing being resident evil 4 remake and apparently the internet is very much in mourning uh, yeah because of dog <laughs> is not dog. In it. yeah which i i i don't get it i guess like why couldn't they so put in the dog there was a 
a point early on in the game where you find a dog with its legs stuck well, in the, you uh, save it and it helps you later on yeah um but i just don't know why they didn't put it in i guess yeah i don't thing. know it seems like there's a lot of things that they're changing to well i don't know a lot but like it's not going to be an exact re- complete one-to-one recreation of the first game or resident evil 4 because like there was a part in the trailer where they showed you sneaking your way through like a house like you don't have to kill like fight everyone you can actually like crouch down oh, so they're giving you alternatives in this one yeah or more choice so, i guess yeah so i'm interested to see like how much is different because especially with that dog thing being like definitively you cannot help this thing and so like that's going to change the el gigante fight later on where like it's not going to be the wolf isn't going to be around to like distract the thing to give you like in a few easy shots so i don't know i i'm a huge fan of resident evil 4 it's one of my favorites of the entire series like it's it it's interesting how it got a lot of the feel of the original games with like you know the very clearly laid out map and you can you know just clear room to room looking for like equipment and killing monster or like enemies and like doing puzzles and shit but then it but it just feels like a bigger experience yeah uh because like the setting and just like interesting characters interesting enemies like switching from traditional zombies to like parasite uh infected people was a really interesting choice that i think paid off like paid off really well so i am very excited to see a just like even if it's just like a prettier version of resident evil 4 i'll probably still get it okay because i am a sucker <laughs> Uh, I don't have anything on it. I mean, I'll I'll play it. I'll probably wait till I play these, all these other like two, three, and eight, and then I'll play this one. So I don't know if I'll get that's it on fair. launch or eventually. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, ready to get into the features, man? Sure. All right. So first off, uh, Disney Plus had the new Hocus Pocus two movie, and that came out I think September thirtieth, and uh, you know. It, Ironically enough, like, or not ironically enough, but funny enough, it was one of my most anticipated movies of the year over so many other things. I'm like, you told me a while ago, you were super looking forward to that. And I was like, really? I don't don't think I ever saw the first one. Yeah. Which is insane. Like the Hocus Pocus, uh, I would say is probably one of the best Halloween movies created. Um, I would say it's easily in the top five, maybe my top three of Halloween movies uh, for sure. It's like one of those movies where you have to watch it every year. You can't not watch Hocus Pocus every year. It is interesting. So fucking good. It's just, dude, it's a good time. It's like a 90s movie about pe- these kids that accidentally like awaken these witches who were killed back in like, you know, which uh, fucking Salem time bullshit. And they're just like in the modern world, like, oh, this is weird. Let's go get some children. Uh, it's It's really funny. It's great. There's a lot of like stuff i feel like disney wouldn't be able to get away with now um but uh this new one is a little bit different it's of course very very modern and uh they bring back at least the original cast of bet midler as uh winifred sanderson sarah jessica parker as sarah sanderson and kathy najimi as uh, mary sanderson and those are the three witches that are from the original movie and in the new movie, they have like three characters. What is it? Um, Becca, Izzy, and Cassie. And two of them accidentally like bring the witches back because what they do is uh, 
when they what do you call it um in the first movie they have a kid there's not a kid in this movie but in the second movie they tell you that like this dude that's grown that like pretty much turned the, their house into a shop like a gift shop and a tour place uh for ghost stories and telling them about the sanderson sisters it's like like one of those museums practically uh he's like oh in the first movie i was a kid that saw them flying by and stuff and i wanted to always be a witch and so i created the, the way they come back in the first one is there's a black candle that gets lit and that brings them back and it has to be lit by a virgin <laughs> in this new movie uh he somehow creates his own blackwick candle and these girls light it and bring them back again and that's pretty much how it goes and it's very interesting because there's like a cameo uh from uh what's her face um uh from ted lasso uh hannah waddingham shows up and she's actually kind of like their surrogate mother in it. She's the one that kind of helps them become witches originally. And it was very interesting. But the whole movie, it's pretty much about like, oh, you know, value your friends, your sisters, your coven, whatever. Because like one of the girls kind of split off from the other two. And they're only now kind of rekindling their friendship. And it was a whole thing of like miscommunication. Being like, oh, you know, I'm hanging out with this guy I'm going out with, but we don't like him. So screw you and all this other shit. And overall, I'd say these three new characters are very much um, bland, I want to wow. say. They're like, I get what That's they're trying good. to do, but they're just, they're very much okay. I knew I wasn't really going to be watching it for them from the start, uh, which I don't want to say I was predetermined not to like them. I tried to. They were just kind of like, whatever. Uh, I was watching for the Sanderson sisters, for the three witches, yeah. because they're fucking great. And this movie was like, I didn't want to overhype it for myself. I knew I'm like, hey, this is going to be on Disney Plus. We've seen everything else that they've been doing lately. And you know how that's all turned out more or less. So, you know, prepare your expectations not to be too high. And I did. So I wasn't like disappointed watching it. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was great, but it was a fun time if you like the first movie. And if you want to see more of those sisters together, you will get more. It's just like ridiculous stuff like previously um they think like there's they think like i think people are tuned into creams in walgreens and they're like oh cool we eat this cream and we stay young because you know it's like for healthy skin and stuff oh uh, yeah and so they're like oh boy it's <laughs> stuff and why for one of them's like just like licking the cream and shit and they're like i don't feel younger you <laughs> lied to us um and uh the hilarious thing is, like, uh, in the first movie, this is, like, an iconic thing. In the first movie, their brooms get stolen by random kids, and the kids fly off with their brooms, like, oh, wow, cool, flying brooms, <laughs> which is, you know, they're like, we need new brooms. So, uh, Winnie gets just, like, a regular sweeping broom, and you can tell it doesn't look as witchy. It just looks like a modern-day, like, 90s broom. Uh, <laughs> Sarah gets a mop, and <laughs> then uh, freaking uh i almost forgot her name uh mary gets a vacuum cleaner <laughs> and the best thing is like when she flies it even though it's not plugged in the vacuum cleaner's on so, so she's like ah yeah and it's so funny in the first movie because like the kids some of them did like stop them from getting this girl or like pulling on the cord to stop her from getting any further and it's actually fucking hilarious so in this new movie, they tease it in like the poster and you see what she's flying on and you're just like, Oh God, does one of them get like a Roomba? 
two Roombas. Oh my so god. So <laughs> Winifred gets, uh, I think, a regular broom again. In this one, Sarah gets a Swiffer. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> she gets two Roombas. And they kind of listen to her and follow her for, like, forever. Like, they, at one point, get separated. And uh, they get stuck because uh, the whole thing is they're weak to salt. And uh, one of the, it's a thing where it's a magic thing. Weird. I don't know. But uh, they, assault circles around them and they're stuck. Oh, the witches, they're uh, yes. weak. To, I thought it was like the Roombas are weak to salt. The Roombas them. eventually <laughs> reach them and basically vacuum the salt so they can leave the circle. Oh my God, that's and I'm perfect. just like, oh shit, this is great. So uh, they have those three characters. They have the new three young characters. They bring back another character from the movie for the first one named Billy. And he's like uh, a zombie that <laughs> you th- you find out like his whole history because it's like oh he dated Winnie and then he cheated on her with Sarah so Winnie like sewed his mouth shut and killed him and it turned out that she liked him and he's like I want nothing to do with you and then went out with Sarah and Winnie's like I can't believe you cheated on me and he's like I never went out with you <laughs> what the yeah. fuck so he got screwed over that whole time even worse than I remember like than you knew from the first movie and it's just like oh Winnie's just an idiot <laughs> I guess they're just crazy I'm not sure um but he's back he's talking a lot more uh, Sam Richardson played the guy who wanted to be a, a, like a warlock or something. He was the one that like tricked everyone. His name was Gilbert. But uh, for those who don't know, like Sam Richardson, he's in um, he's in a bunch of stuff. I forget. He's in a. Do you know that movie where uh, Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick are like fake wedding dates? It was like Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Oh yeah. He's like the guy that's marrying their sister in that one. But uh, he, he's in, like, a few different things. Uh, he also, you'll know him as, uh, I think he voices Swamp Thing. That's about it. In, um, in the show that was canceled? In Harley oh, Quinn. Oh, no, in Harley Quinn. Oh, oh no, no. Interesting. He plays, uh, what was his name in Ted Lasso? Edwin Akufu. The guy who wanted Sam to play for the Ugandan team. Oh, he's I like, I shit on you, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, wrestling he's like the, the nicest guy until Sam says no. And he's just like... Fuck you, I'm going to ruin you forever. <laughs> yeah, that's him. He plays Gilbert. That's where uh, he's from primarily. He's Ted Lasso. Uh, that, that's like probably the biggest thing I know him from personally. And then Tony Hale is in it as the mayor. And also they're like, uh, I guess, the descendant of the reverend that kicked the girls out of the town before they became witches back in like the pilgrim days. Uh, Tony Hale, for those that don't remember, is Buster from Arrested Development. Oh, and he yeah. sounds just like Buster, and I'm like dying. It's like okay, that's great. Um, so that's pretty much the movie. If I'll put it this way, if you have Disney Plus, you want to see something fun, spooky, I think it's worth it for sure. Watch Hocus Pocus one first if you haven't. Mm. If you've never seen Hocus Pocus one and you can only watch one, watch that first one. It's amazing. I love it personally. Uh, the second one not as good, but still gives you the entertainment you'd want and i'm happy they did it i don't regret like i don't regret watching it or anything the like i said the three girls they're not the best they're not the worst they're just kind of there but otherwise like all the adults in the movie are pretty good and i'm i was happy with it i i don't think uh i don't think it was a disappointment so that was hocus pocus too now it was a disappointment <laughs> Let's talk about Halloween ends, guys. And uh, a brief 
retrospective really fast uh, did they... Lori strode get her revenge yes she did okay. at what cost mine it was at my cost nah. james uh this movie does something that i've said like in all these slash movies whatever is the thing everyone i feel like always says and it's just like either you know like why don't you just cut them up into pieces or like cut off their head or some shit and no one ever fucking does it for some reason they just go i stabbed him in the chest he should be dead now gets up again we haven't learned this in like seven movies that that doesn't work it never works stop trying to make it work <laughs> i don't get it but what uh, if you stab the right place though yeah so really fast halloween 2018 you know it's fun they you feel like there's this crazy grandmother mother daughter relationship that goes on with it and you feel like there's actually some progress that's somewhat made in it in terms of like the way Lori was after everything and i was i wasn't like this is a great movie but i was satisfied with what i got with all things considered with like oh here's halloween and one through like five and then they did like weird like h2o and fucking resurrection and then they remade it with rob zombie (laughs) yeah it's gone through a lot of shit this fucking franchise and then we get last year halloween kills and i'm like yo the the fuck happened uh it for some reason the whole theme of it is evil dies tonight and everyone's like what if we were evil all along because we went into mob mentality and killed an innocent crazy person because uh, we thought he right. was Michael Myers, even though he lacks the uh, height or f- like body for it, considering he's just this tubby, sad guy who just gets killed. And they're like, we need to kill somebody. It's insane. Uh, but that movie I thought was, um, I'll put it this way. Halloween 2018, I thought was like fine. I thought it was an okay movie. Uh, Halloween uh, Kills, I thought was mediocre. Uh, and then Halloween Ends. I thought was fucking awful. It was an awful movie, guys. This movie made me so... I I got so angry watching this movie. Or not angry, but I just got so fed up with it that I want to say 40 minutes in, I had to pause it to tweet to say 40 minutes into this movie. And it is just like... I forget what I put, but I I was just like, this fucking sucks, dude. Like, this movie is awful. No, I said I was losing brain cells. I was losing brain cells watching this movie because... The writing for the dialogue in this movie is so fucking bad. And it doesn't make any sense in terms of the pacing. Like, oh, this dude... I, uh, the very beginning, I laughed. I laughed at something horrible because it was fucking hilarious. And it's just like, okay, during the events of, like, the previous movie, uh, this, guy, this like, young dude was babysitting a kid in a rich person's house to the point where, like, it's so rich. Oh, look, it's stairs that go, like, all the way to the top, like, very high up. And... The kid at one point, the kid you you very easily find out the kid is a little piece of shit, spoiled asshole, and he locks the babysitter in a like attic room. It's not like oh climb into attic. It's just like one of those top rooms that in like a weird place, and you think like oh is Michael going to come out? There's nothing there, but the parents get home, and he's like this isn't funny. Open the door, open the door, and after a while he just starts kicking the door to open it. And the kid's just standing right outside there and not really saying much at all. And he kicks the door open finally. And the kid, because he's standing right at the door, the door hits the kid. The kid, like, goes flying, hits the rail, goes over the rail, falls all the way down and dies right in front of the parents as as they walk into the house. So they're like, we're home, kid. Ah! 
<laughs> and Marvel. that part, that part, I was fucking dying. I was like, just the, just the sheer like ragdoll fucking the closet hits him ragdoll goes like down and i'm like oh that's actually funny okay and this dude like not i don't think it was meant to be yeah but it was it was fucking hilarious uh i also watched bye bye man and that same thing happens more or less and uh i may maybe actually i could talk about that too later we'll see bye bye man it's (laughs) don't ask right now so halloween ends uh this dude like gets um he, he like gets off but basically the whole town's like hey you're that fucking maniac that killed that the kid. child murderer child murderer and he's like i didn't mean to i was locked in the closet just trying to or locked in this room trying to get out like i didn't even like pretty much four years passed since the last movie after so for four years he's being ridiculed given shit all this stuff and he gets picked on by like high schoolers and this dude's like an adult and High schoolers are picking on him. Lori shows up and she's like, uh, I guess I'm the freak show and you're the psycho because they were calling her like freak show or something too. And she's like, let's slash their tires. And then they drive away. And in the last movie, Lori's daughter dies. Michael kills her at the very end. Uh, so it's her and her granddaughter living together. And the granddaughter is now working as like a, a nurse in the hospital. And she's kind of given shit where it's like, oh, the doctor sleeps with the other nurse. So she gets all the good shit and the promotions and all everything else. And um, pretty much like she gets introduced to this guy by Lori and they quickly hit it off to where like they go out for a thing for Halloween and she leaves him alone for a second to like go do something. And it turns out the mother of the kid he accidentally killed is there. And she's like, oh, I'm so happy you're having fun and doing all this shit. And he's like, uh, fuck. And she's like, you piece of shit. You killed my kid and all this stuff. And so he goes out and Lori's, uh, the daughter's like, or granddaughter or whatever. She's like, "Um, what's wrong? And he's like, I can't do this, all this stuff. And she's like, but, but, and the whole thing of like the way she's talking to him is like, she absolutely loves this guy when they just fucking met. And it feels so, like, rushed where it doesn't feel real. I'm just like, yo, this feels like one of those shitty movies from, like, I don't even know when. It's somewhere between the 80s and early 2000s where I feel like there was some weird, shitty movies that that just sucked with plot. And this somehow came out of that time capsule and said, I'm here, watch Halloween, kill, Halloween fucking ends. But they continuously do this. It's like the dialogue between these two characters is so atrocious and just unnatural feeling where I'm just like, when are we supposed to know that they're like this close together that you're already doing this shit? And also for the fact that like it, they, there's no like even hint that time has passed after that four year gap. Like when she meets him and then does the Halloween party and all this stuff, there's no like feeling of time passing at all. You're just like, oh, this happened like the next day or two days after and not like, oh, it's been months and they'll be going out. Now they're going to this Halloween party or some shit like you don't Uh, feel that at all. That's why it feels so abruptly weird. You're just like, why does she care this much? Why does he act like she owes him this much? Why does any of this? Wait, so I'm confused. Was there a passage of time that they just like didn't highlight? The only pass of time was between this this movie and the last movie where they just go like oh, uh, okay. after he mm. kills that kid in the very beginning then there's a four-year time jump and then like everything kind of happens mm. so everything after that time jump including them meeting and then going out and then him getting angry and freaking out 
is all at the same time, pretty much. And like the he the high schooler kids run into him again and they're just like, you know, being pieces of shit. And the thing is, these high school kids feel like those cliches from like those mm-hmm. older movies, but they don't feel natural. You're just generic like generic bullies. Generic bully bullshit that you're just like, I don't I don't think people do this anymore today. Like if you're getting free like it, it doesn't feel modern. And they like throw him over a fucking overpass. And oh it's God. like, oh shit, you killed somebody. It's like, I didn't see nothing. He tripped and he fell and all this stuff. And uh, it what turns out, <laughs> for those four years, Michael was living in a fucking sewage pipe. And he just comes out, drags the kid in. And meanwhile, there's a homeless dude that's just always there like, oh. And Wait, Ma- so Michael has just been free for like four years? Yes, after Halloween kills. Yeah, he basically gets the shit kicked out of him by the town and then proceeds to kill that mob of people from the town that try to kill him uh it's like they beat him up they it's like they beat him and then they go but michael myers is like beyond human and he just gets up and starts killing everyone and you're like huh huh yeah basically okay it's so stupid and this one he yeah he's just like yeah for four years i'm just chilling in the sewer uh sewer pipe you know just not even eating i don't even think he's just there drags the kid in living off of his own rage i guess uh Dude Good wakes style. up and he's like, why am I in here? And Michael like grabs him from beyond like from bet- like a hole in the wall, puts him against the wall, looks into his eyes and is like, I'm transferring my rage to you too. So now this dude is like possessed by Michael Myers and starts like having two Weird. sides where he's like, oh, I really like this girl that he's been going out with. And he's start, starting to show Michael tendencies where Lori is noticing, and it's like, it's just like Michael. That's so weird. And she's trying to figure it out, and it, like, it causes really a rift bizarre. between... Yeah. causes a rift between Lori and her granddaughter. It's fucking weird. Point is, though, eventually, like, he starts going on killing sprees of people. With the help of Michael, they team up and kill a few people, and I'm just like, huh? And I'm like, oh, Michael's taking on a, it's the, it's the fucking, he got a protege? it's the Sorcerer's Apprentice. I don't fucking know. Uh-huh. And so at a certain point though, he's like, what if we just burnt down to town to the girl he likes? Cause she also is kind of fed up with shit. Some people just want to see the world burn. Pretty much. And, uh, she's like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Burn down the town, whatever or something. Let's just leave or something like that. So he's like, I've had it with everything. I've got a do a final sweep of shit so he goes back into the sewer place and also he killed that homeless guy at a certain point and like stabbed him to death because the homeless guy stopped him from leaving going like he's not done with you or some weird shit i don't know and uh he goes in and goes to michael like i need this more than you and like somehow beats up michael and takes his mask he just kind of like wrestles with him for a second like grabbing him and then pushes him down michael takes is his a mask. massive dude are you serious yeah and takes his mask and just walks he's like away. nine feet tall well yeah. not, not really but uh tries to kill Lori. Lori beats him up uh shoots him a few times and then like her granddaughter walks in and it's like how could you do this to me grandma and it's <laughs> just like you he came in here just as michael myers trying to kill me uh michael eventually shows Weird. up kills finishes him off takes his mask back uh lori and her granddaughter fight him and eventually like trap him where they stab his hands to the like they trap him I, by stabbing really his hand. They, yeah he like they crucify him he rips through his hand flesh to get like out of it 
Oh, but basically, gross. she she slits his that wrist. hand would be useless. She slits his wrist like the effective vertical way, not the like the the side. Yeah, way. the way that like is harder to stitch back together. Yeah, what, more likely what is to it? kill I you. I feel like in Family Guy, they said in Family Guy, Lois is like horizontal for for attention, and yeah, then vertical for results. But it's like yeah, does the vertical and then slits his throat, and then the cops come and they're like oh shit and she's like we need to end this now and they're like are we doing this it's like we're doing this they strap michael to Lori's car tie him up like a christmas tree that you're taking home and drive with the police escort and they're like this isn't right and it's like tonight it is and the whole town <laughs> shows up and they're like taking pictures and like kind of touching him like oh shit it's fucking what the him. fuck they're and they like go to like a grinder they go to a grinder and they throw him into the grinder and they're like, we did it. Okay. <laughs> and then that's the movie. Huh. I guess it's, they were, they made so sure they stupid. finished the job at least. It's so fucking stupid though. The way all of it happens. I, like I said, it's the, the writing, the pacing done by the writing where you think like nothing passed. Why does it feel like everything feels so abrupt where it doesn't feel like there's been any time passing uh, the dialogue is atrocious. I don't understand how any of it's supposed to make sense. It is such a horrible movie. I've apparently heard that people are petitioning the movie to be remade already. Like, do it again. Do it better next time. Weird. What? It's that bad. How yeah. do you even do that? I don't know, but they want it done again. And I'm like, I want it done forever. I won't. I don't want this franchise to come back. I think it's dead. If you want to do it again, do what they originally were going to do with Halloween 3 and make it an anthology where it's different shit. It's like one of the few lines from uh, Star Wars. Oh, God. What was it? One of the more recent ones where Kylo Ren was like, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Oh, to Rey. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the uh, few good lines of that new trilogy. But yeah, overall, I'd say that movie was awful. Um, it's definitely very, very low. Uh, I would never want to watch it again. If I was in a theater, I would be tempted to walk out and get my money back. Um, Damn, that's un- that's unfortunate. It, it's tempting, I because it's also like part of you is like I want to see this through because you already watched the other two, so you kind of feel trapped at the but same it's like time. Not worth your time. Yeah, it doesn't feel worth your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, like I said, go watch Hocus Pocus two for sure. Watch Hocus Pocus one if you can watch anything. Uh, do not watch Halloween Ends. Don't even bother watching the other two. I would say honestly. Uh, if you want Halloween and you've never seen any Halloween before, just watch the original ones. Yeah. Like watch one and two. And if you want something interesting, watch three. It's unrelated to all of them. And if you, you know, want to continue. Like, Let's make it an anthology series. Yeah. Never mind. If you want a continuation of the first two, I would honestly say watch four and five. Those are actually enjoyable. And it's like Michael going after Lori's daughter that she didn't keep. Uh, mm. She like put her for adoption. So, but he knows that she's her daughter uh those four those two are actually enjoyable but for sure just the first five halloween movies uh if you only watch one and like one or two movies halloween one and two but yeah that's definitely don't you don't need to watch anything after those they they just all get turned to shit from like six through fuck fuck town all of them yeah that's halloween uh up next guys <laughs> haunting of bly manor i'm like knocking out all these mike flanagan uh stuff which this one he didn't direct or at least he didn't direct the whole thing like he did with haunting of hill house hill house he wrote and direct this one he wrote or co-wrote and uh 
just did some stuff in. Um, and you've seen the you saw this like the year it came out, right? Yeah, I saw it a while ago when it first was out, and it's actually really interesting. Like I happened to at the time at Davis be taking a literature class that was talking about like the uncanny and stuff like that. And one of the stories we covered was the turning of the screw, which is what this series is based off of. So I was just like, so the whole time I was watching the show, I was like, man, there's a lot of similarities to this like book I'm having to read right now. Like that's, or this short story. It's really interesting and weird. And like, I I ended up looking it up. It's like, oh no, this season was literally not season, literally the show was like based on the turning of the screw the only major difference is the turning of the screw was written in such a way that like it was ambiguous whether it was actually supernatural shit happening. So like Ooh. weird shit is going on, but it's a lot more about like, are the children literally possessed or are they just like acting out because they're spoiled rich kids that like want to be in control of themselves and not like do what they're, they have to be told and stuff like that. Uh, so it was a lot more ambiguous whether it was like actually supernatural shit. This show was just like, nah, it's ghosts. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah, you look kind of. One of them just keeps killing people. <laughs> yeah. Like I uh, I, okay. I forget like some of it, but there's also a lot of similarities to uh Haunting of Hill House with like the like the the people that are dead experiencing time like non-linearly and like there's some interesting revelations where like some of the characters are like dead for a lot longer than you expect and not like not for the whole season it's it's not one of those th- uh, things where it's like oh they were dead the whole time it's just like no at, at some point you'll notice that things are different and like you won't know necessarily why until later in the series yeah it pretty much yeah they wait till like the end to talk about a lot of stuff i would say yeah. so this show is probably the weakest for me out of all of them yeah uh, at least from watching hill house and now midnight mass and then this i'd say it's the weakest it's not bad yeah no i but, still really uh, liked it but i definitely it's very enjoyable. I, I was much more into the the haunting of hill house and uh midnight mass is just such an interesting like story honestly yeah. and uh the characters in this they they i think they do a good job of giving you a bunch of characters at least with the kids where you think the kids are like, uh, what's his name? The the young boy is kind of fucked up. And yeah. you're just like, why do you keep doing all this shit? And it's like, oh, the whole time he's had a ghost with him and she's had a ghost with her. The whole time they're there, yeah. they're talking to them and they always feel weird. And it's because they're being imprinted by both of these uh, ghosts who are going to take them over, which yeah. is horrifying also, uh, needless to say. But... I thought that whole twist was really well done. And the thing I like about this show is it had a lot of layers layers in terms of like on the surface, you don't really know what these ghosts are. Your characters are just trying to get through everything day by day for the most part. Like everything feels weird. But then underneath you start finding out like the mystery of like, oh, well, she died and he disappeared. uh, And we think he ran off with money. And it turns out, oh, no, they're both dead. And uh, it's just some fucked up shit that happened because uh, I forget what his name was in it. I got to. Yeah, I forget. It's been a while, but I did love that. From what I remember, the guy was basically just like, "Okay, so we're dead. But if we could figure out how to take these kids bodies, like we could leave this place and literally have brand new lives, like way better than just like taking money and leaving. 
because it's we're literally different people now yeah so is peter peter mm. like died from the um lady of the lake and ah uh, yeah i forgot about that that was creepy as shit and because the whole thing with him is he he's pretty much an asshole like he's uh i forget who the lady of the lake ended up being like because didn't we find out who she was yeah but i guess i want to i'll go through peter okay. first but like he the way they do him is so good because that whole time you know the kids like him for the most part yeah uh and he's of like course, a bad influence but he's just at least like the kid the boy is like he's cool though i like him and he falls in love with hannah gross who's like the first um I forget what the name was of the person watching them, uh, what they were called, what the name was the for them. nannies, essentially? Yeah, pretty much the nanny, but they, it was such a weird name for it. It was yeah. some British thing. But... Uh, au pair? Au pair, yeah. That's... Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like that name. It's basically, uh, it's a live-in nanny. Yeah. Uh, he gets, like, blackmailed by his mom to get money because, like, I guess it was past, and she's like, I'll tell everyone about so your you're, past. You're working for those rich people. You can find money somewhere yeah and you know he goes then that's the death of him that's why he dies is because he tries to do that stuff but then he gets greedy where he's like oh i love uh i love miss gross i love like hannah and i'm going to possess her and have her kill herself in the lake so then we could be together and she's like why would you do that and it's like oh so you know i could stay longer and now you're with me and now we're gonna do the same thing to these two kids (laughs) it's like what the fuck like the whole thing was horrifying and you know at the end when the curse gets lifted and they disappear he's like i'm sorry uh which was it felt heartfelt but it was just like dude you made horrible choices and it was very sad because his choices were all to the detriment of others and the survival of other people like killing these people and you know hannah was like i loved you but i didn't want to die like this is horrifying i feel horrible i'm dead uh yeah that was freaky uh, the other big thing, I guess, yeah. Being Dude, the both. scene where he gets dragged, like, all the way from, like, the house to the lake was, like, fucking creepy. Oh, yeah, it was horrifying. But, uh, what was her name? Um, sure and, like, I also forget, like, there was a reason why... No, you said you wanted to get to it eventually, but, like, the lady in the lake, I just remember... No, you can talk about her now. Her name was Viola. I just looked it up. Uh, right. So she was, uh, her father owned the manor. And her, yeah. and her sister inherited it, and she married, like, uh, I think his name was Dominic Wingrove. No, that was a different dude. But she she marries, like, the lord of the this dude that jumps with them into the house. And uh, she gets sick and dies. But she, like, feels unfinished because of the way, like, her sister kills her. Because uh, she kept treating her like shit, which is honestly fucked up. But she, because you know how she was, right? She was like a ghost. She was like a ghost in that trunk with all of her stuff that was supposed to be saved for her daughter. And uh, because her former husband ran out of money, they were running the place into the ground. So um, her sister was like, well, we need money. And even though she left all that stuff for her daughter, we need it to survive right now. We need it to keep so we don't even like lose this house. So let me open it and like sell the shit. And she opens it and that releases the lady in the lake. And the first thing she does is like kill her sister. And then like she starts doing like the full. Uh, oh, right. The, the the father, the husband is so freaked out. He 
he's like, nothing good will come from everything in there. It's cursed. It's haunted. So he throws it into the lake. Uh... So every day, every night, she comes out of the lake to go see her daughter and find her. And that's what she does each time. And uh, each time she doesn't, anyone in her way, she'll just kill him. And, and drag like, him back to the lake. The creepiest thing was over the years, she just like kept forgetting more and more about herself to the point where she has like basically no face anymore. And, and that happens to everyone creepy. else that's there because yeah. like time just takes its toll on them. It's like time taking toll on memories, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very interesting analogy the way they pull that off. Um, I think it was a, a semi-depressing thing too, but I, the oh, yeah, whole idea of depressing. it was good. I think the idea of it though wasn't as good as Hill House's idea or yeah. uh, Midnight Mass's idea, and I think that's why those shows are better than this one. But this one's not bad. Like I said, it's still good. Yeah. Like I, I really enjoyed uh, Bly Manor, but there was never a moment as mind blowing as like when you find out who the bent neck lady was in Hill House, and I was yes. just like, whoa, my fucking God, I didn't, I never saw that happening or coming. Like, what? And what's interesting, too, here is, like, the way these two shows always occur is they start off showing you the horror, and, you know, you get, or I guess Bly Manor took a little bit more time, too. This is why yeah. it wasn't as good. Like, I want to say, like, it took me three or four episodes to really get into the show. Um, because otherwise I was just kind of waiting for something to happen. Yeah, at first it's just like a generic horror show, and then like it gets really into it, and you're like, oh, this is way deeper than I was expecting. Yeah, it's just, that's the dangerous part, is those first few episodes don't necessarily grab you, so you could potentially miss out, but also it's not your fault, because the show didn't garner your interest just yet. It took its time to do it. Um, Otherwise, I thought the main characters were good, you know, like Danny was enjoyable, uh, the gardener, what was her name? Um, Jamie. And of course, Raul Coley was Owen, Dude, which was fun. He's my favorite. Like in every one of these shows, I, was he in Hill oh, sorry, I Sorry, I got confused. Uh, it wasn't Hannah Gross. It was uh, Rebecca Jessel was the first. Right, Miss Jessel. Hannah Gross was the woman that kind of ran the place. Yeah, who apparently died in the well. Yeah, yeah the whole time she was a ghost. The entire yeah. show, she was a ghost that didn't realize she was a ghost, which was yeah very sad when she was, found out remind me was rahul coley in um uh hill house or was he no. just in blood okay so then so he was... starts off uh rahul coley's in i zombie as ravi yeah and he's entertaining you know in that one it's he's funny in this one he's enjoyable i would say uh, Dude, but we'll get to him in midnight mask because that's where he, really, uh, that's where he, he had a, a speech in bly manor when they were all like getting drunk and talking about stuff that like it basically brought me to tears when he's like talking about his his mom like losing her mind like bit by bit or whatever because she had like some degenerative disease and just like the way he said like she was the strongest person i ever knew and by the end she was so small and weak and it's just like the pain in his voice there and i was just like shit dude this guy is such an amazing actor like it is hard for me to make me feel this deep of an emotion and just like he just fucking hit me so hard with that speech he did a good job uh i don't think i got too even though i at this point kind of more or less know what he's talking about in that sense but um from my own experience i i do still like it it, it was a really good point i just uh, i for some reason didn't like go like oh, oh god 
and stuff. Um, no, that's fair. Yeah. But uh, what did you think about, I guess, like, compared to Hill House's reveal of everything, how did you feel about Blind Manners? And, and say it as I, uh, I'm going to go turn on my light because I realize uh, it's getting dark. Like, I mean, I guess the closest I got to the bent neck lady thing was when uh, Miss Gross finds out that she's, or like, they have an episode where they start to reveal that Miss Gross might be dead because. She keeps like grabbing the back of her head and like having like a pain in the back of her head. And like you find out it's because that's where she like hit her head when she fell down the well. So like the it was interesting. It's just like I don't know. I like like I mentioned earlier, is like there there was never any revelation as crazy as some of the stuff that happened in Hill House, but it's just like I think maybe part of it was they were trying to adapt a somewhat older work of fiction where like it was written in a time where like one of the most horrifying things is not so much like ghosts, but the idea that like children might lose their innocence. And that was Mm -hmm. the whole like fear of like these kids being possessed by like evil spirits or are they just like personally becoming corrupted by their own nature? Like, so it kind of cheapened that uh message by making it like oh no they're literally just being possessed by ghosts slowly so it it was more straightforward than the original uh, source material i guess but it was well done and like i i did like that the uh i keep forgetting the name of the guy that like the the bad guy that was trying to uh take uh, control yeah peter um like it, it was interesting that he was like basically tricked himself and like he didn't he wasn't totally a bad person, but just bad shit happened to him. And then he made just like bad decisions to try to fix. Post death, he was bad. Yeah, he did yeah. bad decisions for sure. So it was definitely like the revelations of like who is dead and who's not. And like what the actual what's actually going on was definitely interesting. But definitely for some reason, it just never hit as hard as Bly Manor. Sorry, Hill House. I'd agree with that. I do think um, it did a good job of making me getting more and more annoyed with two characters to instead feeling really, really really bad for two characters. Like, Mm -hmm. for the kids. Because in the beginning, like, you know, you're seeing... um, Let me see if I could just find his name. Because, like, one of the things is that at least... Miles. Miles and Flora were their names. Like, in in the original short story and in the series, they're, like almost written to be too perfect like no kid is that good so it's like are they hiding something or are they just like literally just the most innocent children you happen to ever meet i guess yeah and but it's like in 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 motion it's just like kids are never really like that that's this doesn't feel realistic i guess yeah and the whole thing of being like you know you feel bad for the whole like you're like okay miles is a pervert he's watching her change he's yeah like doing all this fucked up shit he's locking doors and then it's like oh no that's peter it's either peter being an asshole to them and the way he's talking like you really start noticing like oh it's fucking peter and he's just getting fed up because he's been cooped up as a ghost so long yeah he's just losing his shit and getting very i guess you could say impatient or um entitled to miles's body at a certain point yeah. where he's just like i can't fucking smoke and you're just like oh shit um 
otherwise like flora you know she's getting the tendencies of miss jessel and you know it's like what is she most split most perfectly splendid perfectly splendid and you're just like poor kid jesus christ uh but they do like figure out how the ghosts work as they're still their kids i mean as they're still kids and like do it to save danny at certain points because they realize like oh shit we're about to get into the point of like when the um lady in the lake is gonna come to the house and they have to like stop danny from walking oh yeah because they're like aware of some of the weird supernatural shit going on because of the ghosts yeah they're they're aware of all the ghosts because now they could see like all the different ones and that was another thing i really liked was just like sometimes there'd be just ghosts hidden in the background and they just don't focus on it it's just like they're there and some of the kids are just like you know one of them's just like ooh, and like uh flora's just like quiet down now and yeah uh, that was a weird moment <laughs> and you find out who they are it's like there's a woman that just sounds sad and it's like oh that's the sister got killed that got killed by the lady in the lake yeah and she's literally got like no face left anymore and just like yeah just miserable alone yeah. and in they're that not room only the lady in the, only the lady in the lake and to a certain extent peter are like the threatening ghost everyone else is just like fuck yeah they're uh, just like trapped. the little kid it becomes friends with flora because she was just a girl that was living in the room and the lady in the lake thought she was her daughter. So she brought her back to the lake and drowned her in her sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's just like, I don't know what happened. I'm just a ghost. And like the priest, um, the plague doctor guy, uh, they all just get got and they're just ghosts there. And they're just like, what What the fuck? But yeah, I, I think the only thing that kind of kills me is uh, the way they do this one is when they do the origin story of all of it. It takes the entire episode and it's in between yeah. like a very big cliffhanger from the previous episode. And That's kind of how like, I felt about the um, uh, oh, I forget that the the lady who fell down the well. I forget her name again. Oh, uh, Miss uh, Miss Gross. Yeah, like her. That whole episode really explained that thing. Like that was literally the whole episode was explaining. Like she's been like that the her, whole time. Her in the room with Owen got very um repetitive to the when i get it which like that was the point but it's but like, i'm just like dude i'm watching this can i fast forward like is it okay if i fast yeah. forward even to the point where like that version of owen that was talking to her at one point was like you need to understand what's going on here because like you've been here for a while yeah yeah i think the last point i'll make or the last interesting thing was the the way the the memory the ghosts relive specifically is usually like a really bad one like for uh, peter it's seeing his mom come to the door and causes death uh yeah. and i forget who like for uh miss gross it's the interview with owen uh talking to him all the time too uh, and i forget what the others are but like those are the two that stick out the most um but otherwise yeah it was a good time uh i don't think i'd watch it again personally but i mean i usually don't watch shows again anyway but uh I enjoyed it. If you have to choose between this and Hill House, though, for sure, watch Haunting of Hill House first. Uh, then you could watch this. Yeah. Um, but definitely watch Hill House before this. Otherwise, this is still worth it, I'd say. It's not bad. Like I said, it's good. Yeah. It's not great, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, next yeah, it's, up. It's though. one of those things where I'm not yeah. sure if I just like didn't like it as much because I, I loved Hill House so much that I was overhyping myself. Or I if totally it's just get that, like, yeah. Or if it's just, like, not... It is not quite as good. But again, it's still really good. Just not as, like, great as Hill House was when I first watched it. Yeah. 
The other one, though, being actually a contender against Hill House in terms of what I like more. Yeah, this one was really interesting. I like is it. Midnight Mass, and it's only like seven episodes, and it's not ghosts this time. It's fucking vampires, even though <laughs> vampire. listen, the entire show, not once do they even say the word vampire. They're yeah, like, that was an interesting some thing. sort of virus. I'm like, it's a, it's a fucking vampire. Yeah. What do you mean? It's right like I there. almost had to like imagine that this is a world where there's just like no vampire lore at all and they're just like they've never experienced anything like this because it was interesting to see like a priest encounter a essentially demon and he's like oh my god it's like jesus it's like (laughs) it resurrects itself it's like immortal it's got wings it cured me of my diseases what could be evil about that yeah must be an angel it's great yeah god (laughs) like that was like i don't think i've ever seen a take on vampires like that before which is why i was just like this show skyrocketed to like one of my most interesting like horror shows because like i've never seen a take like that and it's also not that i can think of it's very it's funny because it's an entire show that repeats it does what a lot of things that occurred in history from europe was the sheer exploitation of christianity and using christianity to do to do i guess like a like awful and atrocious things evil things and it's just done in this show so fucking well the way they pulled off here and like you look at everything else like i would say like you know rahul coley's in this too he, plays Dude, he was my favorite character in the he show. He was my favorite. Yeah, he was the Again. best character. That's why I said, like, he's not, like, I, I enjoyed him in Bly Manor. But when I watch him in this, I'm like, okay, this is his best role he's ever done. Dude, there's I, so much fan art so of Sheriff good. Hassan. <laughs> is there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, is that, I don't know, that sounds weird. Uh, is that, is it weird fan art? I don't know. He's just like a sexy dude with a mustache. <laughs> okay. I just don't. He's a good I, dad. <laughs> I don't expect fan art from like these types of shows so that just the fact that there's any fan art, but more importantly, you know, fan art of him just seems so this weird. This is like sort of unrelated, but I've also seen fan art that I think Rojo Coley has probably posted this himself too because he was like, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> it's just like fan art of like Owen from behind where from a uh, uh, Manor. Manor, just just wearing an apron, like <laughs> mixing something. It's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> I weird. guess some people are into Rojo Cooley. Apparently, yeah. Uh, shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, yeah, his character was really good. And honestly, a lot of the times when he made his speeches, they were really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, to the point where, like, he uh, was in the, I guess, public school explaining, like, why they shouldn't be studying Christianity in public school uh, the way they were trying to do it. Because it's like, yeah, you're trying to, basically brainwash your kids into religion and you're not supposed to do that because it's public school that's the point of it and he's like i'm all for like you know if they want to study the bible they can but you're not supposed to like force it onto people like this and like try to convert them via that and give them an option don't make it mandatory yeah and it was also just interesting because he's like it's funny everyone in there is just like i don't know how i feel about this and he's like you all know like we all believe jesus is a prophet right the muslims and they're like oh yeah i actually really appreciated that speech where he's like listen here's some actual shit to know about like islam i feel like the average person that's not muslim wouldn't even know that too and exactly i bet you anything there were people watching it going like wow 
God. Yeah. That's, and that's another reason why I kind of liked it because it's like, it is actually educational. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, more people should fe- uh, fucking hear shit like this. I, dude, I was cracking up so fucking hard though when he's like, you know, we believe in everything. It's just, you know, the Bible. Uh, the, it, it was written by men that could easily be led astray, men that could easily be corrupted, men that, you know, have their own agendas. And they kept rewriting it and making new entries in it. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. And then he's like, whereas we, you know, we kept the same book the whole time. And I was, dude, I was fucking dying because I made it. All right. Don't hate me, people. I made a joke once where I'm just like, yeah, you know, uh, the first, like the Torah, everything else, like the Old Testament from the Jewish stuff. That's like, you know, the original game by, by the creators and stuff. But then like there was a standalone expansion made that wasn't made by the same team. It was done by a different dev team. And they're like, yeah, this is the Bible. But then like they opened Steam Workshop for it and everyone started putting in their own mods for it to play it the way they wanted it. And I'm just like, you know, that seems like a, I feel like kind of this, how this all fucking went, you know? And then you get Mormons and stuff. (laughs) But yeah, it's- They um, got their own book. Yeah, you just kind of make your own mods at a certain point. But like, yeah, it was just funny. the way they finally they show that because you know in everything everything it's like you know what happens in a vampire movie oh you need holy water and some christian stuff and then that's done yeah. and i'm like what happens if you're i always ask that question because i'm jewish i'm like what what happened and my dad's muslim and i'm like what what happens when like you're not christian do you throw a star of david at them and they go oh fuck like yeah that's actually a good question like could any holy item or book like damage a vampire because, yeah, they usually just are like, it's a cross. Yeah. Hit him with a cross. So it was, yeah, it was very interesting. Um, but this one, you know, none of that happened. It was just straight up like, yeah, light fucking kills me. Uh, and yeah. I I thought um, at first the way they pull off the vampire, I'll say, is really fucking awesome with the aesthetic of like. Um, He's so tall and creepy. When when the do- the drug dealer, they called him Bull. He goes into that house. He's like, what, what, you know, that house door opened, but it's yeah. like not, it's an abandoned house. And he says something and the vampire somehow mimics his voice. It was not, super creepy. Yeah. It wasn't his exact voice, but it was just like similar. And then he goes it, in. Like it almost came off as like an animal, just like c- trying to lure its prey. Yeah. And like, um, when he's at the end of the house, you see the eyes of the vampire, but it's like all the way down low. And yeah, like it vampire... was like on all fours or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like that. And then it rises up and you could see the eyes going higher and higher. And then he looks up and he's like, oh, just, fuck. Like, the smoothness of the motion going up from like the floor. Like it, it literally seemed inhuman. It was just like, yeah. Ooh, I don't like this. <laughs> or even in the first episode when the kids are on the island and the vampire is just fucking eating cats and shit. Like the one of the kids sees him. And he, like, has this Nosferatu distance of just, like, and then, like, disappears. And you're just, like, what the fuck was that? And I think Uh that's why, you know, like I said, that's why Bly Manor kind of wasn't as good as these two. Is because Bly Manor, nothing happened for a while. You had to wait, like, multiple episodes before anything happened. Hill House, first episode, fucking bent neck lady shows up. And you're, like, oh, Yeah, what the fuck is this? Like, I I, I think I said it last year, but uh, when I watched that with Brandon... Like, we just watched the very beginning, and the minute the bent, like, bent neck lady appeared, Brandon turned it off and said, nope, not nah. doing it. He couldn't, he couldn't do it. 
and midnight mass first episode fucking on that island show this is the vampire well done that is what you're supposed to do i always appreciate that they're like this is what the thing is or one of the things give me like a hook to get me like interested exactly and that's the whole point of horror like the thing though with mike flanagan is he does really well with starting off luring you in with horror but mm-hmm. then by the end of it, you're no longer afraid. And instead you have just like an appreciation for the story he told and yeah. the messages he was trying to send. And I think that is very smart because you still get your horror at the beginning, but then you end it with kind of like a, it could be a smile or something melancholy and stuff like Hill House. I really, really felt bad for Nelly. Like that girl got screwed over so badly. Um, but like with, the rest with like blind manor with this like it ended with kind of okay blind man no this also ended pretty sadly too but yeah <laughs> I, I feel so bad for everyone uh, well particularly um sheriff Hassan. like yeah. he got the worst of it in my opinion yeah he, he he got some pretty bad shit but uh otherwise yeah flanagan knows how to pull this shit off and now i'm curious because like you know the next Next week, we I want really I really want us to talk about Midnight Club, which is this yeah. newest one, and I'm like, what's going to happen here? Is it going to be similar to these ones where at least Midnight Mass had a big message like Hill House, like Bly Manor, but when we're done with Ghosts, here's a fucking vampire. Uh, I don't know what Midnight Club is going to be yet. I haven't even yeah. I don't think I've even really watched trailers to it, so it's going to be interesting looking at it. But for at least for Midnight Mass, I thought it was all well done. I liked that there was someone I could hate, like really hate more than I haven't had someone I've hated in a show in a long time. And I think you remember who, right? Oh, the super Christian lady who was just Bev like Keen. a bitch to everyone. Yeah. yeah. I fucking and she hated was, her. She was racist as fuck. Like she kept calling like Hassan a terrorist uh, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, She's like, like, you know, after 9-11. I'm like, what, dude, that's 50. What the fuck? It's just like. She was one of those people that just felt like because she thinks she has the right religion, she's just superior to everyone else. And even people who aren't as religious as she is. She's like, well, I take it seriously, so I'm better. Yeah. Like, and that's the whole thing. Like yeah. when Hassan does his speech of like Christianity can be exploited and uh, because it's so loose with all these things and the things you had in. So and, many interpretations. And what people have done in the past with it. And Bev Keen is the modern day version of that, where she exploits the religion, controls the entire fucking town and gets them to do what she wants to the point where she like isn't even a vampire yet. And she's like telling the vampires what to do Uh, or like hide a body. And they're like, we can't do that. Like, are you like, are you crazy? And she slaps him and is like, don't question me. And you're just like, bro. Yeah. Like the amount of shit she was willing to do for the priest when he's just like, I literally just accidentally killed a person and drank his blood. Like, what the fuck do I do? She's like, we don't tell anyone because we need those church donations. Yeah. And, you know, everything you get an idea of her character in the very beginning to the point where they're like, yeah, she got the town to agree to a settlement uh, when all the oil fucked up their fishing. And so they all got a little bit of money and, you know, it wasn't enough that what they'd normally survive on for yeah. the fish uh, that really is their bread and butter. But also she's like, also donate it to me so I can build us a recreation center that yeah, no one like- uses. Yeah, you don't need the money. The church could use the money for much more important stuff than you ever would. Yeah. And, you know, it's fucked up. And that type of thing sounds like if they were trying to do a settlement, 
means that they probably could have, could have won and gotten more money and could have taken care of their families better. Because the whole thing, they're even saying, like, we're struggling. Like, a lot of the people there are struggling uh, to Dude, get through certain things. I was so happy when she died at the end and she was just, like, desperately trying to dig, like, a hole for herself on the beach to hide from the sun and she just, like, dies and was like, good, you deserve it. Of all well, the people, you deserve it. <laughs> that was That was the interesting part. So the whole thing was she's, like, ultra-Christian where it's, like, fanatic style. But also she is exploiting everything and she knows what she's doing. And once she gets the idea of the vampire stuff, she's like, I could do all the stuff that God would be pissed off at me for, but I'll be immortal. So it doesn't matter. I can escape that. And you could feel that just the way she's doing everything. That's why she wants to be a vampire. And then once the sun's coming up and all that shit, you know, her hubris got the best of her. Where it's like, you know, it's fine, burn everything. And it's like, we can't hide anymore. We burnt everything. Also, they burnt the boats and we took out the other half of the boats. So in term, we pretty much killed ourselves halfway yeah, there, there. There is no like harbor from the sun anymore. Like they will, all the vampires will die uh, come sun up, basically. Yeah. And the reason she's desperately digging is because she knows she fucked up. She knows God will not forgive her. Yeah. Her, she'll, she'll go to hell for this. Yeah. And she'll her punishment burn. is coming. Yeah, and she's that's why she's digging. She's desperately just like, oh god, oh god, oh god. But yeah, I had no sympathy whatsoever. I was, just, oh, I don't yeah, I was. I agreed. I was just like, yeah, good, good, fucking burn. And yeah. I'm like, am I a bad person? Nah. <laughs> so yeah, it was just um, it was just that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. It is also interesting to me that like the also these... real fast. Sorry, I looked in. I was looking at myself here. And you see behind my Godzilla in the window that looks like a weird-ass reflection. And oh, I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is that? And I turn around and I'm just like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting to me, too, that, like, as interesting as the vampire stuff was for this show, there's still at least, like, one moment in each one of these Mike Flanagan shows where it's, this, there's just, like, a philosophical conversation that just, like, yeah. sticks with me. And for this one, it was the... Uh, you know, after I forget the name of her, like the the woman who was pregnant and was like really excited to have a kid, like she loses it. Aaron and uh, she's talking to the main played character by Kate guy. Siegel, who was uh, Theo in Hill House, right? And they're having a conversation about like, what do you think happens after we die? And Kern Riley, and yeah. one of them is she is very religious, so she has a very different perspective on what happens after death, and he has a very much more cold but like scientific like look to it of like yeah i don't think there's anything spiritually after death the scientific but, shit's gonna happen and then i'll be dead and just like the it for some reason as as depressing as it was to hear his perspective it was still interesting to see like at least once i'm gone and my body is returned to the earth like i can nourish new life and like i can be useful and it's just yeah so sad to hear someone say like i'm i would be more useful as a corpse yeah, that's what happened. Like this whole thing. Yeah, you got the drunk driving and accidentally killed someone. Yeah. Whereas you know she gives a very much more positive outlook for it. And that whole time, you know, they're both telling the story. I was dying to fast forward through it. Just really, it was, it was too depressing for me, man. Oh, that's fair. Like, it was oh, really fuck. dark was, and depressing. Like, yeah, I was like, I don't. That that kind of stuff is always a little too much. I'm just like, oh man. For me, I'm just like, but they're yes, it's like make me feel minutes. something. It's ten fucking minutes, and I'm just like holy shit i don't know how much more of this i can endure it's good but i'm like it's too much it's yeah. a little too much for me that's fair um otherwise like you know you get his riley's family 
and you feel for them because they have no idea he literally killed himself to save them so it's like you know spreading the word but he can only do it a certain way because everyone's watching on the island and stuff but uh it also i think that was a big twist the fact that riley dies halfway through the show like the vampire gets him and that was like, so oh, shit, sad. He's the main character. And then you're like, oh, shit. He's basically just the herald or like the guy who's telling everyone to warn everybody. And yeah. then they start doing what they need to do. But I do like that it was a good twist because I had only watched a certain amount. And I was telling people my theories where I'm like, oh, it's going to go bad because. Uh, yeah, you, know, you were talking to me about it. And I was like, I can't tell him shit. <laughs> I know it was a, it was good because it was the polar fucking opposite. Yeah, like where, everyone gets turned into a vampire. Basically. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's the the little girl had the blood, so and she got cured of uh being paralyzed and now she can walk, so uh she's gonna turn. The the mother who's got dementia and everything is turning younger and that blood stopped her from having dementia. Now she has clear recollection of everything. She's gonna turn. And the father is gonna turn too because, you know, all that shit. Um, what was his name? Um, trying to remember his name. He's not even like on the top of the IMDb for this. I don't even... Dude, it was so sad for me when like Hassan's kid also took the blood and had let himself die. And, I, and like Hassan is just like, no, like I was like, oh, fuck, that's so fucking sad. And just like, at least he had that moment with his kid at the end, like on the beach where his kid's like, I understand I fucked up. I'm sorry, dad. Like I, at least like I didn't eat anyone tonight cause I saw what everyone else was doing and was like that. I didn't sign up for this shit. Uh, or at least he didn't think he was. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was the most fucked up. Part. So he like, let himself just like die next to his dad. And then like Hassan just like he bled out and died and just fell over next to his son's like ash pile. I'm just like, Oh my God, that's so sad. Like no one got out alive except for, um, two yeah except for uh lisa and warren yeah pretty much and yeah like i said it was just uh it was a shock because i'm like yeah it's gonna be lisa and um yeah it turned way worse than i thought it was gonna happen (laughs) by the end of the show yeah very much so and just like oh who i i love like the um, bad for father paul because he got more or less like coerced too by uh fucking uh bev keen as well yeah and he was just like i didn't want this to happen like yeah. this this is not this is not to, the right thing i want to make her young again because it turned out you know we had a daughter this whole time that was a good twist i was like that oh, was interesting shit. yeah and then she gets shot and i was just like fuck dude when when i remind me the the would have been mother's name again oh aaron aaron like the, she like sacrificed herself to let the the lead vampire feed on her and she's just like taking a knife and like tearing up its wings like knowing that she's gonna die but at least like it can't get away because there's no crazy there's no shelter is... on this island anymore and if i get rid of its wings it can't fly off to the next island fast enough if i just distract it long enough and i'm just like damn that's like true sacrifice to be like i'm gonna let myself get eaten just for the chance that i might get rid of like the main bad guy here i think what was crazy too was the head vampire was kind of an idiot like it was just very much he he was ruled by his um urges more than yeah, anything like, 
It was like, definitely like an intelligent animal, but it still was more primal than like a Homo sapien level smart. Yeah, like thinking. I think machine. what was funny is like you could still like listen to the father and stuff and be like work with him and dress up, yeah. and he's like in a little outfit like. Hello, I'm the vampire, and he's got like a fucking hat on. That was hat super weird when he like shit. came into the church. Yeah, I was like, uh, all right, but otherwise, yeah, because like the kids find him in the house, and he's just like feeding, doesn't give two shits that they're there, even when he like she shoots at him. Yeah, and so they light him on fire, and only until he's on fire, he's like ah. But like otherwise, when he attacks Aaron. And yeah, he starts feeding on her and she starts stabbing like at a certain point he turns and he's like my fucking wings for a second and she like grabs his head and puts it back in. Yeah, her and he's neck. just like, yeah, whatever. It'll be yeah. fine. And then after then, yeah, it slows him down. And he's just like, oh, fuck. And I, I like that. I mean, I, I guess it was interesting that they chose not to show him die. You know, he dies because like yeah. he tries to fly away and they're, they're like, do you think he'll make it? And it's like, no. And he dies and his ashes start flying down and they're like, cause remember the kids are like on the boat and they're just like, Oh, ashes. And it's not from the town. Like it could be, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it's from the head vampire. Cause he was in the air and shit. So yeah, it was definitely interesting for that kind of thing. Um, I liked honestly everything, every aspect of it. Cause you had Aaron being the person with faith. You had, um, what was her name? Uh, Dr. Sarah Gunning as the science person and you had pretty much like Sheriff Hassan as the outsider or the alternate religion I guess you could say but each well, of them... Well he was also like the sheriff of the town. Yeah, but each have their role and they do a good job of like saving the world at the cost of their own lives and it's crazy They're, it's like they say, those three saved the world and pretty much. It's, it's awesome that they pulled that off but I think also the other thing with like Sheriff Hassan being uh, his speech to, I want to say Aaron, where he talks about like 9-11 and he's like, you know, I wanted to do all this good for my country. And then, yeah, that was a good speech too. They realized, oh my God, we have a lot of Muslims and Middle Eastern people, Muslim Middle Eastern people in our organization now. We fucked up. Let's, we, they, they didn't fuck up. They're just racist. Yeah. And uh, they put them on like regular beats and stuff to watch them. And they become part of, they become on the list that they helped to protect the country and stuff. So I thought that was very interesting. And the fact and that's that like, basically why he moved himself and his son to like the middle of nowhere to try to get as far away from that kind of shit as possible. But like his son is just like, I hate it here. There's nothing to fucking do. Yeah. Let me become Christian. It's like, no, uh, it'll literally be the death of you. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that the way it all goes, like I said, it's very melancholy, but it's really well done. Yeah. I think, okay. Like, it's absolutely a tragedy. Between this and Hill House, everyone dies. which one is the better work by Mike Flanagan? This and Hill House? Yeah. Oh, man. That's really hard to say, because, like, right? I like them both for different reasons. Like, I think... Like, Hill House makes me think more about, like, the end of life and shit like that. But uh, Midnight Mass is more entertaining. Like, it's... It is more entertaining. It's cool to have fucking enemies uh, that are actually just, fighting shit. Like, both are... Kind like of. Like, 
Hill House has an interesting take on ghosts that I'd never even like thought of before, like the whole experiencing time out of order and stuff like that. And then like, uh, but uh, Midnight Mass having an interesting take on vampires that's like I've never seen before. We were like, what if someone just thought that this demon thing was actually an angel that just was like misinterpreted from the, or like the Bible description of an angel is just slightly off or whatever. Yeah. Like, so I want to say probably uh, Midnight Mass. I enjoyed a bit more, but that's a really hard call. It is. I think I, I want to say Midnight Mass just for the entertaining entertainment aspect yeah. for sure and also just the i think Andrew, minute mass had the best speeches uh in it yeah. whether they be depressing or not or long or not but they they definitely were the most interesting um otherwise i think that's really everything i had on it i don't think there was anything else yeah i think we did a pretty good job covering it yeah uh we got it's pretty much an hour and a half we could probably stop yeah, that's here. a really good stopping point yeah actually do Want me to really fast tell you what the Bye Bye Man is? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> okay, so I, I watched really fast, really fast. I watched this uh, like last Friday with some friends on a server and we were talking over it like the whole fucking time because it's fucking stupid. But it's a whole thing of like, uh, it's this dude that lives in this house and he's like an evil spirit with a dog. And when you find out his name and say the Bye Bye Man and thank it, like he'll make you kill yourself or other people. And the more people that spread the word of him, he'll have all this shit happen. It's basically like hallucinations where like, oh no, my friend's attacking or doing this crazy shit or saying this horrible stuff. And it's like, you're just hallucinating it because the Bye Bye Man's making it happen. And it's really fucking stupid. But uh, why is he called the Bye Bye Man? That's just his name. And for some reason, he, he makes you go bye bye. That's so stupid. You say hate, his name. You it. think his name. Yeah, it's like it's like don't say it, don't think it, don't say it, don't think it. And it's got someone's fucking... like leaving their fr- friend group. They're like, okay, bye bye, man. Oh no. I guess yeah. Honestly, there's like Dobby sized doors in the house where the fucking weird dog will come out, and it's funny because in the beginning you're like, okay, there's like a evil dog in that house going through these doors, and also. This bye bye man dude, it's like this creepy looking guy. He's not the most freaky, but it's like, you know, evil face, whatever. And he's like standing where there's a coat hanging, like a, it's like a coat rack, but he's standing there. And before, you know, you just see the coat rack. Um, we're watching and we're like, I'm literally like, it's fucking obvious that the coat rack's gonna turn into the fucking bye bye man. And what happens, he turns into it when the student and his girlfriend are asleep and he's like, <gasps> and he wakes up and he's like, oh shit, I thought that was a thing or whatever. And it's like the whole thing because he he saw it, the Bye Bye Man and then he talks about it with like three other people and like each one starts dying, or like one of them dies and then all this other shit happens. He spreads to the other people. They kill other people because of the hallucination shit. Like this woman kills her children and, and her family. Uh, but it's really stupid. The premise is stupid. The writing is stupid. The way everything happens is stupid. But the difference between this and Halloween ends is this is funny. We were fucking <laughs> dying the whole time. If you're going to watch this, watch it with a group drink. It's going to be hilarious how stupid this is. Like the whole time we're watching the beginning, 
we were joking that like Shaggy and Scooby are like uh, squatting in the house. They're like behind the walls, like, oh shit, man, he's like onto us and stuff. We're like, <laughs> oh, what happens when you open the little door? Like, I don't know, fucking Scrappy Doo or Dobby comes out. It's like, oh, Mr. Potter. It, it was so fucking dumb. But there was a part, just like in Halloween Ends. Remember I told you that kid fucking flying? Yeah, the ragdoll. So th- that's why I was dying because I'm like, I just saw this happen. In uh... this movie, the main character is like driving and he sees uh, his brother or no, his friend in the road who also knows about the Bye Bye Man. And he's like, it's not real. And he drives through it and he looks and back and he's like, real. I was right. It wasn't real. And then he turns and the woman he accidentally spread Bye Bye Man to who killed her family is in the road and she had a knife. I think she was going to come and kill him. And she's in the road though. And she's like, ah! and she gets fucking <laughs> hit. And she goes like fly. It's like hit, and then she goes <laughs> like the way she fucking flies is so ragdoll stupid that like we were do- like I was crying. I was crying fucking how funny it was, and the whole thing like our friend Andreas who's been on the show he talks uh, yeah. some anime and destiny. He was the one uh, screening it, and he was like, you know, each of you get a rewind or pause. <laughs> Only one each though. And I think two or three of us used That's it cool for this. That's a cool rule for like a group showing. Two, or, two of us or three of us were like, I don't care if we run to <laughs> Waste it all on the one scene. We all wasted <laughs> it on watching that over and over. And then someone screenshot it. Hang on, let me text you the fucking picture. It's so fucking funny. Uh, but like we screenshot it and everything. And it was so ridiculous how funny it was. And, you know, the movie ends stupidly, but, like, the a couple people survived because um, they were spared. And uh, the other thing being that it very much leads into a potential sequel with Carrie Ann Moss. As oh, that's the, what that's from? That's what that's from. I, I've seen that image. That's her face right before she gets hit and goes flying. <laughs> exactly that's so weird that i've actually seen like that image before and i was just like what is that from you know what? i'm gonna funny. put this in the promo in the in the promo i'm gonna put this in it i'm not gonna have it on the cover well actually it might have it in the cover that might would be it. like the only image <laughs> <laughs> just new episode out and just put this woman on the front uh. <laughs> but it was so funny and it's straight up they were gonna try to make a sequel i think i don't i think this movie is very recent but carrie ann moss is in it as a detective and she's like why would they do all this stuff she was like interviewing earlier because one of them was potentially up for murder and all this shit and all the cops are there like why did all these kids die like what are the what were these like college students doing and stuff and it very much is like heavily saying oh these characters the cops and stuff are going to come back in the second one because one of them is going to find out about it and then they're all going to start dying too but they're going to, I guess, figure it out and it's going to turn either into like a two movie thing and I guess they figure out how to stop it or whatever in it. Or it turns into, they thought, oh, Bye Bye Man's the new franchise, like fucking Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Like that was the way it was potentially going. But I think everyone went, this movie's fucking stupid. Don't do more of these. To the point where, I don't know if you know about this, but uh, there's a meme on it and it's the poster of the Bye Bye Man but they replaced Bye Bye Man with Pee Pee Poo Poo Man. Oh, I did hear about that. That's that. That's where that's from. That is that movie. Uh, uh, really fast. Just two seconds. After we watched this, we watched, for some reason, Andreas showed us, because sometimes we'll watch really, really bad anime. 
we watched two episodes of an anime called Handshakers, which is really weird and almost borderline like incestuous relationship for like these two. Ca- it was really fucking weird, but we were dying. And one of my friends photoshopped one of the characters from that show was we watched it together with her and got this as you watch. Uh, you're going to get the text in a second. Uh, but look what you just got. Nah. It, that I I couldn't talk. My stomach was in pa- like my abs were in pain and I was crying. I was laughing so fucking hard because you have to understand this is all in one night. We're watching this. We're watching these two stupid anime episodes and we're getting these images all together in one. It was a fucking hilarious night. <laughs> I keep looking at her face. It's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> it's great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that forever. It's, it's such a good picture. But don't worry, guys. I'll have it in the um, whether you're audio or YouTube. <laughs> you obviously can't see it, but yeah. uh, I'll have at least. I might put both into the promo. We'll see. But at least you'll have. Well, no, you'll just have the the one of her. But it's such a good picture. Uh, and that was the Bye Man. It's stupid. Uh, like I said, uh, don't watch Halloween ends. But this, if you want to watch it with friends and you want to drink, it's fucking hilarious otherwise if you're watching this to seriously think like i'm gonna watch a good horror movie don't do that it's garbage okay <laughs> like don't watch pee pee poo poo man like that uh that is it though i think that is everything and we'll finish off here uh i'm trying to think like what i wanted to say first okay real fast i'll just do the normal stuff uh you know comment give us feedback uh send us questions on the show you can at suture at gmail.com and we'll definitely answer any questions you want us to do there. Especially, uh, I'm going to try to do more of like pre-posting stuff of like, hey, next episode's on this. If you want to send us questions on it, you can and do that kind of thing. I think I'll, I'll, I might try to start doing that on like midway through the week before we record just to see if that does anything. I'm not too sure. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, follow the show on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Side Talk, And you can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. You can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. Uh, right now, I potentially will be putting together three kind of steel episodes before the year is over. Not the big one. I'm still working on that and working on the, all the TikTok stuff. But uh, because we watch Black Adam, that'll be first up. We're going to do a Black Adam episode. And then I think probably a Gotham Knights episode. And then we'll do Carly Quinn. Um, I think... At least you and me will be on for Black Adam and Harley Quinn. And I think it'll probably be me and uh, SF Brandon for Gotham Knights. But if you guys know anybody, if you know anyone that's a DC podcaster or a DC YouTube person uh, and they're big on DC, they review stuff, whatever. If you think they're good for any one of these three shows, let us know because I'm going to be trying to reach out to get kind of new uh, perspectives on stuff not like a permanent host or anything but just someone to guest on a specific episode if they're if they watch black adam if they played gotham knights that kind of thing and just so we can get an extra perspective one or two maybe we'll see what happens but uh that's what's going on for the cut of steel uh up to it down to it we're still trying to schedule for a dragon con episode that we're going to talk about it uh it's been a little difficult because of uh i guess con- conflicting schedules is probably mm-hmm. honestly the easiest way of saying it because there's four of us and uh sidewatch i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh otherwise keep up uh november 5th november 5th guys i'm going to be streaming again like i do every year uh for extra life 24 hours 
Uh, I'm going to try to put posts out now and start advertising it early. But uh, 24-hour stream, Saturday the 5th of November. I don't know exactly what time I'm going to start, but I will say this. Um, I think I have the five games I'm going to be playing throughout the 24 hours. Uh, three of which are more servicey, just because there's a lot of stuff I can get done while doing it. But uh, Destiny 2, uh, probably get in one to three raids, as well as maybe Festival of the Lost stuff if I'm not done with that. And maybe some random stuff, I'm not sure. If I'm at level, maybe some Grandmaster Nightfalls. If I haven't done any, maybe I'll do all of them. I might get some clanmates to help me out, we'll see. Uh, but I think we'll have a lot to do on Destiny. Hunt Showdown. Uh, might be doing that as well. If there, I think there's going to be a Halloween quest line, so I might be doing that. Uh, and I can get some of my friends to jump on for that one. And then the Cycle Frontier, which you guys haven't seen me play yet. Uh, that one is a Tarkov-style game, which I've actually been wanting to talk about on the show. I just, you know, we haven't had time yet just because of everything else that we've been hitting up so far. But uh, I'll be hitting up that, probably just either running solo or with a couple people, we'll see but just doing random quest stuff in that. Uh, those three games, plus, I don't know if I'll beat it before or do it during this. God of War, first game, uh, or the 2018 God of War, I might just run through it just like story. I'm not going to like be exploring or anything. I'm just going to run through the campaign, uh, just run through it in preparation for Ragnarok since Ragnarok comes out after Extra Life. The other game being, uh, if I do... If I do finish God of War before that, or if I finish God of War very fast during Extra Life, will be Gotham Knights. Uh, those are probably the five games that I'll be doing. Uh, I don't think there'll be anything else, but I think that's what I'm going to be going with. Um, I think that's a good, a good amount of games, though. I think they'll honestly last a, a strong amount of time, especially. It depends on what I'm doing with those first three. And I don't know the order... I'm going to be doing everything because what's going to probably happen is I'm going to set times at least for specifically Hunt and Destiny to see who can join me for those times so I can have a full party of people to play with. But uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just see how it goes. Uh, otherwise, that has been Sutra Side Talk, and we'll catch you guys next week. So long. Thanks for listening.